Brandon Kylie. It's BK and Ferrario on 101 ESPN. The big news in the NHL today is that earlier today, Gary Bettman spoke with the media about everything taking place with the Blackhawks investigation now that the results have been found. And I want to get to the bottom of this with our friend David Panyota, editor-in-chief over at the fourth period. He's the host and analyst for Sirius XM NHL's channel as well. He joins us via the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line. David, we appreciate the time as always, man. I know you were able to follow along with what Gary Bettman said earlier today. What was the biggest takeaway from his press conference with the media? Well, guys, I mean, you know, reiterating uh, really how poorly the situation was was handled out of the get-go, um, that, that seemed to be the primary message the, that he felt, uh, and, and I guess the league felt, that the actions that have now been taken are appropriate. Uh, Joel Quenville uh, having to resign as head coach of the Panthers was the appropriate call. Um, he believes that in his meeting uh, with Kevin Sheveldayoff, the GM, of the Jets, who was an assistant GM of the Blackhawks back then, um, that the, the, the information that he provided aligned with that of the report and um, that he was kind of taken away from any additional wrongdoing or any wrongdoing, really, because he thought that he had followed the proper protocols and, and knew of the uh, appropriate amount of information didn't know everything that was going on after the fact so he's allowed to stay on as gm of the jets we know quendall is out as coach of the panthers and of course stan bowman and, and al mcisaac uh, who were running the hockey operations for the hawks are out and i should point out um that mcisaac bowman john mcdonough who's the president of the team as well as joel quenville now if they ever want to get back into the nhl in any capacity from a job or really any any capacity, they have to have a follow-up meeting with Gary Bettman to see if that's A, acceptable, uh, and then B, what uh, type of positions those might be available. Yeah, David, this is a story that I think is just going to continue to be in the news around the NHL moving forward. The other big news story and headline over the weekend was the Jack Eichel rumor that you were a part of, basically stating that it <laughs> sounds like Vegas uh, is, I don't know if a favorite is the right word, but at least the front runner for acquiring Jack Eichel from Buffalo. David, how is that possible? Because Buffalo said they're not taking any salary back. Right, well, uh I think frontrunner is, is the appropriate term at, at this point. Uh, and it sounds like Calgary and there's a third team that seems to also be kind of right there as well. There may, there may be another, but as far as I know, I'm not, uh, I'm not sure, but there are a bunch of teams that have continuously poked around um, it, from Buffalo's position of not taking additional salary. That means that, okay, if we're going to trade you Jack Eichel's $10 million cap hit, we're not taking back $15 million worth of cap hit. That, that's kind of what that scenario plays out. So if they're moving 10 and it's even 10 million coming back, that, that, that's fine. But if you're trying to unload additional money, they're not interested in that, especially unless they're being compensated for it uh, on top of what the package is for, for Jack Eichel. So with respect to the Vegas Golden Knights, ton of stuff really stepping up on Friday uh, in, in terms of the information that started flying everywhere. It, it was, it continued to, escalate on Saturday to the point where a lot of people, myself included, believed that this was finally inching towards some type of finality here. And that's certainly something that, that Jack is looking for. Um, but obviously we're here on Monday. He still woke up a member of the Sabres. So um, obviously these things take time, but there has been in the last week 
a significant amount of traction in terms of these trade negotiations, not just with Vegas, but with other teams also. Um, they've definitely escalated, and this is hopefully we're, we're starting to look down towards the end of the tunnel for, um, for Jack Eichel's future with Buffalo or not with Buffalo, rather. So, David, if he's traded, I, I, the saga doesn't end there because then the surgery right. starts coming into focus. If he is traded, let's say over the next couple of days, weeks, whatever it might be timing-wise, he's then going to miss the rest of the year for whoever he's going to, right? Well, no. I mean, if, if he has, you're basically looking at a four-month timeline from when he has surgery to when he's game-ready. Um, so, you know, you have your surgery, it's going to take a couple of months, and then you've got to get back on the ice, get in game shape, and, and make sure that the neck and the back are moving properly and functioning properly. So if he has surgery, let's say, in the first half of this month, he will probably, the timeline kind of looks towards the end of February. So right after the Olympic break that he'll be back in action. Um, I mean, you could probably speed that up to try to get him on the ice for the Olympics, but I would be, if I'm a team acquiring him, there's no way I'm going to allow that to happen as part of, as part of this trade call uh, or or as part of the trade itself. And and Jack's agent, Pat Brazon is fully engaged with Kevin Adams, the GM of the Sabres in these trade negotiations as well. And these discussions. So I've got to imagine that whether it's Vegas, Calgary, or whomever that ends up acquiring him and allows for him to have artificial disc replacement surgery, that Olympics would be off the table. Uh, so you're looking at, again, if he has surgery this week or next, the end of February when he, as to when he can hit the ice again. But, I mean, look, this is all part of, and you're right, This is the next step is making sure that he can come back because no active player in any of the four major sports have had uh, this this type of procedure. So there's going to be conditions on this deal. You know, Buffalo is looking for the equivalent to four first-round picks in sub-capacity for him. So a, a player that's equivalent to a first-round pick, a prospect equivalent, and, and then so on and so on. So now we're at the point where they understand that they're going to have to be conditions associated with this deal based on him returning to the ice. And if he's fully healthy and good to go, then they get their full package. If not, then that's where the conditions come into play. So they may end up with two or three initial pieces and the rest would be attributed from a conditional perspective. But that all factors into these negotiations as, as and so does the money. If the amount of money that he's owed, insurance will cover a chunk of it, but who's responsible for that money after the fact if he does not come back to play? That's the other part of the negotiation here. I'm not talking about cap hit. I'm, I'm talking about the actual money itself. Cap-wise, you could place them in LTIR. We're talking with David Pinnote, Yoda, host and analyst for SiriusXM for the NHL. So, so David, the other thing is the St. Louis Blues off to a great start in the year. One loss, which came to the Colorado Avalanche, now playing without Ryan O'Reilly and Brandon Saad. Over the first few games of the season, what has stuck out to you about this Blues team? Their confidence. Um, you know, the, the, the confidence that, that they're playing with, that, uh, you know, their key contributors are playing with, um, you know, Jordan Bennington is playing with. I mean, you know, the, the, from, from top to bottom, this team looks a lot more comfortable uh, than they did the previous couple of seasons. And, I mean, that's a great, obviously a great sign. But the fact that they're able to play with that type of confidence um, and start off with a, you know, 6-1 and one record um, is, is certainly impressive and a good sign in, in terms of the longevity of keeping that up for the duration of the season. You know, having Jordan Cairo at, at nine points on the season, along with David Perron, is great. They're spreading out the offense as well. 
you know, Barbashev is stepping up six points so far to start the season. They're getting contributions from Shen and Thomas with six assists and so on. Uh, but Vladimir Tarasenko, the other X factor in all of this, is he looks to be back to where he was in, you know, in years prior. So to have that confidence moving forward, to get contributions up and down the lineup, and to have a key piece like, you know, Vladi Tarasenko performing at an elite pace again, I mean, that all really boasts for a really good year, and, and hopefully they can keep it up. They certainly look like they're able to do that. Final question. I wanted to follow up on Vladi. Are you hearing anything nationally on what's what the future could hold for Vladi Tarasenko after his hot start to the year for the Blues? Uh, he's a blue, and unless, uh, you know, something along that, that line changes, um, I, I don't see that happening at this stage. You know, that, that I think everybody put that behind him. There was one point in the offseason in the summer where – he was he was prepared. He thought something was going to happen. He was ready for it, and it didn't it didn't get to that finish line. And ever since then, things really started to fizzle, and, and we didn't hear much. And his remarks at the start of the season are, are what's echoed now a month later. Um, you know, he, he put it behind him. He's focused on on playing with the Blues, and the way he's playing now, uh, I can't imagine a scenario where he's not happy at the moment, and certainly the Blues aren't either. So I, I think this is something that's water under the bridge for the time being anyway for sure yeah we know this will emerge again at some point in the future he's david panyota find him on twitter he's at the fourth period you can also hear him on sirius xm's nhl channel read his work over at the fourth period david we always appreciate the time man thanks so much for hopping on with us today and all the best moving forward thanks so much guys you too